Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch Watch, was crazy about Max Headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land and welcome to another exciting, totally awesome episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamps of Southwest Louisiana and joining me over Zoom is my partner in crime, Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Patrick. Oh, and I forgot to say from the great state of Pennsylvania, Miss hmm. Lisa Everett. Okay. All righty. So before we get started, you know what I'm going to ask you? Sure. Go yeah. ahead. Ask me. What was I don't know. Me? I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Trivia. Trivia. Do you want to play a game of 70s TV trivia? Sure. It's time once again for a round of Super Retro Trivia. Sit down, strap on that thinking cap, and get ready to go. In five. Four, three, two, one. All right, you're in the hot seat. Here we go. Number one, I got three questions for you. Okay. Number one, in the TV series, The Six Million Dollar Man, what was the name of the intelligence organization that Steve Austin worked for? Um, let me think. Oh. uh oh my gosh now i've uh, i've got your uh blank um thing wait i i know it wait oscar goldman oscar goldman worked for oscar goldman worked for uh i keep wanting to say nasa but it's like um <laughs> um the oh give me a clue i know it uh i keep wanting i just say like osha or nasa or something like that but but um the it's not the cia it's not the fbi it's uh the oh my gosh oh oh give me the first letter <laughs> oh osi there you go oh my gosh i was thinking, thinking csi fbi <laughs> cia abc <laughs> okay. All right. OSI. And I was thinking, you know, they're from what were they? Ohio. So that, you know, O J A I. Do you know what the OSI stood for? I'm trying to Office think. Office of Secrets Intelligence or something or something yeah, like that. I was going to say uh, Office of Scientific Investigation, which is probably what you said. Oh, so, Science and no, Yeah, we'll look it up. Know, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay scientific intelligence or something yeah. yeah we'll find out 
All righty. Um, do you know there were two Rudys? There was three. There were three Rudys? Three Rudys. Oh, I thought there were two. What do I know? Okay. Speaking three. of two, here we yeah. go. Number two, ready? Number two. Okay. All right. In the 70s Saturday morning TV show, Land of the Lost. Yes. What was the last name of the family? Coleman? Nope. No, that's her name in real life. I'm like, that's that's Kathy Coleman. Um oh. give me the first letter. Come on. M. M. Oh, Marsha, Will, and Holly. Holly Madison? <laughs> Holly Madison. <laughs> Uh, Holly Madison? That's not it? Um, Holly... Uh, I do not know. I can't think. What happened? I'm terrible. Oh, this stinks. Give me another letter. How many letters? How many letters total are there? Uh, let's see. Marshall? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Seven, eight. Seven or eight. Quit your typing. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to tell you. Holly, Holly, no, Holly Marshall, the Marshall family. Rick Marshall, Will Marshall, Holly Marshall. Right, that's it. But they, oh, you it's had, Rick You Marshall. had to Google it. Yeah. Why do they say Marshall, Will, and Holly? I know, it's very confusing. Okay, then that's wrong. But you know what? I never realized was, that, that it was He was like wrong. a... Uh, you know how a lot of like uh, guys they call them by their last name in businesses or like yeah. Or yeah yeah yeah. So he went by his last name. Well, see, that's kind of a trick question because I never realized his name was Rick. I thought his name was Tricked Marshall. You. That's a trick. Okay, no wonder I couldn't figure it out because I'm like Holly Marshall. I wouldn't have thought his name was Marshall Marshall. I know it's Rick Marshall. I know I didn't realize his name was Rick. Yeah. Okay. And it wouldn't sound Marshall, Marshall, it wouldn't Marshall. sound good if you were saying uh Rick Marshall Marshall, Marshall. Marshall you know. You remember in uh Brady Bunch when Jan said Marsha Marsha Marsha? Yeah. Yeah, so Marshall Marshall Marshall. Marsha Marshall. All That's right. A tongue twister. Okay. You ready for number 3 and your yeah. final question? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, another Saturday morning TV show and, and since you had such trouble with that one, I, this I, is a geez. this is a giveaway. Okay. Because I know you know this one because we talk about it all the time. Okay. But I want to tell you, don't answer it right away so the audience can think about it and come up with an answer in their mind. So give it about oh. five give it about five seconds before you answer it. All right. Dead space. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what Saturday morning TV show was a dog falsely accused of attacking his trainer and forced to run? Uh oh. Should I count? All right, go ahead. Yeah, okay, run, Joe, run. Yay! Yay! Such okay. an awesome show. Which, Redemption. Which I Redemption. wish they would put that on DVD. You know, there's bootlegs. I, would, I and, do too. I, like all yeah. of them. And that one and that Thunder and Muggsy and um, the Alpha family. I, I would love to see all of those. Yeah. Search and Rescue, which you, I don't think you remember, but yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's up with there. all the, the animals. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, there was a bunch of good things out there. I couldn't believe you found clips on that um, other world. And then I couldn't believe that I told you that I just saw somebody talking about another show called Out of This World, <laughs> you know? And they had Donna Pascal, who was an Angie. And like how weird that was that, you know, I thought it might be what you were talking about when, when I saw that because you, you didn't say the name of the lady, but um, I thought maybe you didn't know who she was since you had never seen Saturday Night Fever or didn't know, no, you haven't, you didn't know it as well as. I like told you she played on the Rockford Files. Yeah, I know, but that could have been her. Oh. She, she could have been on the Rockford Files and I wouldn't have known it. And then you, you wouldn't have known who she was, you know? So does that make sense? I don't yeah. know. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. In, in right. some twisted universe. <laughs> right. In some twisted Mr. Okay. Yeah. Twisted Mr. Universe. universe. It makes right. perfect it makes sense. sense. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. So All right. go ahead. Let's, let's ready talk. to talk about movies? Yep. Let's talk. Okay. I'm going to take everybody back to 1983 again. So, well, a couple episodes back, we talked about Space Hunter. Adventures yeah. in the Forbidden Zone, which was in 3D, a sci-fi film. Well, this was another one that came out the same year, back in that resurgence of 3D movies in the 80s. And again, it was it was the uh, cardboard red and blue type glasses, that kind of 3D, okay? Mm -hmm. And this was called Metal Storm, The Destruction of Jared Sin. In a future that grows ever closer, the fate of our Earth will lie in the hands of one man a solitary warrior of great courage. His name is Dogen, and he is called the Finder. His enemies will emerge from the underworld to test his strength. Yurok, the Cyclopean warlord of the One-Eyes. The Assassin Baal. Half man, half machine. And Jared Sin, leader and mastermind of the Sinister Renegades. They will utilize their cruelest weapons. They will exploit their most mysterious powers. As they create an epic non-stop action adventure movie that will challenge your senses. And they will do all this for you in 3D this summer. Metal Storm, the destruction of Jared Sin in 3D. You remember that? Nope. I didn't even know it was going to be 3D, so yeah. Really? Nope. You didn't go see it like five times with your buddies? No, nope, no. nope. None of my buddies. Nope. Okay. Well, another 3D movie. And uh, I mean, I don't know if it was the same month as Space Hunter, but it seems like they were pretty close together. But I, I saw it a couple of times in the theater. And uh, this one seemed a lot more low budget than Metal Storm. I mean, I mean, than uh, Space Hunter. And the story wasn't uh, well written at all. And it, it, it wasn't that good of a movie. But I always loved those super low budget sci-fi B cheesy movies. So I loved it. All right. Mm -hmm. Even though it was complete crap, okay, I love the movie. So uh, haters are gonna hate it again, you know. Yeah. But uh, the average bear would probably say it was a load of crap. But uh, okay. <laughs> but I saw it in theaters twice, and uh, 
again, uh, I didn't keep my cardboard glasses, or I might have. I just haven't ever seen them again. So if anybody out there finds any on eBay or Amazon or or whatever, we, we got a place over here called Buku in Louisiana. Yeah. Buku.com or something like that. And you put stuff like that on there? Yeah. Oh. B- well, Buku is like Cajun French for like a lot. I guess it's French, but uh, means like a whole bunch or a lot. Yeah, Buku. We, we buku, say Buku. Yeah. I know so that Buku.com. Oh. That's, that's kind of like a Louisiana uh, eBay type thing. Oh, you want them to put it on there so that you go on Buku and find it? No, if they find it, let me know about it and I'll go on there and buy it. <laughs> uh, why don't they just uh, send you a message through our Facebook page and send it to do you that directly without, without putting Buku in the middle? They can do that too. Okay. But anyway, uh, the story. Um, you could skip the Buku man. Yeah. <laughs> like the middle man, the Buku man. Okay. The story's about a, uh, they, they call him a ranger. He's some kind of like, I don't know, roamed around the wasteland and, you know, stopped crime or whatever. Space but, ranger. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he wasn't out in space. This all took place on the, earth but it was it was just a wasteland it's like it's kind of like uh mad, oh, Ma- mad max okay. yeah yeah and it anyway um he's trying to stop this uh evil warlord named jared sin and uh he's trying to stop him from gaining like unlimited power this can cons- contained in some kind of an alien crystal thing that gives him his power but he's trying to stop him okay and jared Sin's trying to rule over all the primitive villages in the wasteland so yeah, it's a lot like uh like Mad Max, Road Warrior, but um, it's more more of a sci-fi element to it than uh, Mad Max had. Okay. But it had an amazing cast. Uh, a guy named Jeffrey Byron. Uh, he he's been in a lot of stuff, but nothing that I really watched. But uh, he was the guy that played the Ranger, and then a guy named Michael Preston plays Jared Sin. And Michael Preston was actually in Mad Max, the road warrior. Oh, so yeah. And, um, Tim Thomerson, you know who that is, right? Tim Thomas. Thomerson. Thomerson. No. Mm-mm. Oh man. He, he was in Tom- Baba black sheep, he, but he's been in it. tons. Oh, if, if you look him up. Yeah. Black sheep squadron. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. not really sure why you think I would see, have seen any of these movies. <laughs> No, but, I'm talking about Tim Thomerson. If you, you look him up, I know you've seen him in something. Oh, but I didn't see Bob Bob. Oh, he was in uh, Uncommon Valor. Mm, that has Red Brown in it. Yep. Tim yeah. Thomerson's in. He was in uh, Doll Man. The what? Doll Man. He was in Trancers 1 through 5. You ever see any of that? No. Okay. Well, look, look him up. I promise I'm you. Like, are you? We are totally in two different dimensions of the '80s universe. I, I, I know yeah. it. You're yeah. in, you're in Bizarro world. <laughs> you're in, you're in. Uh, what did you call it? Uh, uh, yeah. What did you just call it? What was the thing? The, the, what was the Bonkersville or what? What did you say? What did you? What did I say that you, we we just I said? I don't remember. I the, the, the name of that website. What did you call it? Oh, Buku. Buku, you're in Bukuville. You're in Bukuville. But if you look if you look up Tim Thomerson on IMDB, I, I bet you he's got almost a hundred credits. You, I believe you've seen that. him in something. Okay. I believe yeah. it. Very cool guy. Very mm-hmm. cool actor. Mm-hmm. But uh 
Okay, anyway, it also had uh, Richard Mall in it. You remember him? Yes. From I, I know him. Yeah. He was from Liar's Moon. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, Richard Mall, he, he played a, a mutant. And uh, the very lovely Kelly Preston is the female lead. And this is like one oh. of his uh, first movies. Wow. So, yeah. Well, I know who she is for so, sure. Had a very good cast. And, uh, I want to say you, you, anybody that goes and watches this, don't throw tomatoes at me. You probably won't like it because it's a very strange story. It, it's not well written at all. But well, me being have, who I that's, am, um, more, that's better people than I thought were going to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Can't if, be all, if only they could have put Rowdy Roddy Piper in this one. It would have been like an <laughs> Oscar-nominated movie. But, uh, right. Okay. But there it is. Uh, Metal Storm, The Destruction of Jared Sin. Watch it oh. if you dare. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, mm, my movie doesn't have anything to do with any of that. So really? I picked, no, really, for sure. Um, you know, my movie, I picked it because like this month is the month that I went to the prom. So I was thinking prom, you know, so I picked prom night. There's a special night in the lives of all of us. A night to be beautiful, to be desirable. A night we can break all the rules and make our own. Prom night. Everyone at Hamilton High is getting ready for prom night. It's a day of rehearsals, arrangements, final preparations, and last minute phone calls. Too old for games, but someone still wants to play. Why? Kelly. It's been a long time. Tonight, it's my turn. Tonight, someone has come to the prom alone. Someone who watches in the silent corridors. Kelly. Someone who waits until no one can help. Prom night. If you're not back by midnight, you won't be coming home. Cool. So. Oh, with, with Liam Neeson, yeah. With Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we just mentioned that last time. Right, Funny. Yeah. Funny how I, I brought that around again. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's from 1980. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis and Leslie Nielsen, not Liam Neeson. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and it's a Canadian film. It's directed by Paul Lynch. Okay. Now it starts out with these kids there and they're playing in this old abandoned building, which I know from knowing about this movie, it was an old jail that they used for this, this scene at the beginning. And they're about like 12 years old. So it's like goes back in time, like six years to this very beginning. Okay. And the, it, it, this, the, I really like it because the whole building at the beginning reminds me of a, a building in my hometown of Punxsutawney that was our old, our, our old hospital, the hospital that my uh, brother was born in. And I remember my mom 
having an operation done there. And it was right across the street from my elementary school. And I remember going across there to, to see her when she had surgery. And that was probably um, right around the time this movie was made because that I was in the sixth grade. So that was like around 1979 going into 80. And this was made in 1980. So um, it's kind of weird. But for a year, they built a new hospital in Punxsy and they left this abandoned building there. And it was like, it just, they left all the things inside it, like the gurneys and the hospital supplies and stuff. And so they left the door, like the door was open on the side of the hospital and you could get in it. And we used to like play like, like this game, like where we dared each other to like go in to the building. And so that's kind of like what they're doing at the beginning. They were like playing a game, a game in there. And it reminds me of this thing that we did too, as a kid. And I had never seen prom night back then. So I, I wasn't uh, doing it because of the movie, you know, but the, the, the movie, it starts out with um, there's three kids and they're walking like home from school and the, and the older, there's one older girl and then a set of twins. And the one girl that's the one twin, her name's Robin. Um, she, she sees them playing over there and she goes to um, you know, play with them. And her brother, who's her twin, tells them not to go, tells her not to go because they don't want to play. They, they're older, they're like a year older and, and they'll just be mean to her or something, but she goes anyway. And I don't know if you remember any of this at the beginning and you know, they're, they're playing this creepy killer game. And um, it's like, uh, it's like hide and seek. Like when, when they catch you, they say the killer's going to get you. And, and then they catch the next person and the next person goes on and then they try and find the next person. Well, then they come across her and they start, um, they start scaring her and they, and she backs her backs up and she falls out a window and is killed at the beginning. Okay. And so these kids like are all get scared and they make a pact that they're not going to tell anybody about what happened because they're afraid of what will happen to them. So they swear that they'll never tell anybody and they'll take it to their grave or whatever. So it jumps six years later to where these kids are all, um, they're all seniors because they're the same age as what Jamie Lee Curtis, who is actually the oldest girl that you don't, I, you don't really realize who, who they are in the very beginning, like who's who. Um, and then they go into the, when they're older and it's Jamie Lee Curtis. And um, the one, there was three girls and one boy um, that, that were playing this game too. And the boy, his name's Nick. He, he ends up being Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, boyfriend in, in, in when they're older and, and her prom date, gonna be her prom date. Cause he actually like the other girl, her name was Wendy who looked uh, just like my babysitter I had when I was a kid. Um, she looked exactly like her. And I don't know if you, you, you know who, who I'm talking about. Like, do you know the, do you know who these, the people are, if I say their names and. I know Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, right. Yes. And. Um, Leslie Nielsen. You know them. Yes. Okay. Well, um, this, this Wendy, her name's Anne Marie Martin in real life. Okay. And she's actually the daughter of Sylvia Martin, who's also in Prom Night, who actually is Liam Neeson's wife in the movie. So go. that's some trivia, okay? So she's actually plays the mother of the, um, the, the girl that died, you know, and that's the bad girl's mother in real life. So, and she was an actress and an author and a writer in, in real life too. So it's kind of cool that um, they were in a movie together. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis and, and uh, Janet Lee being in the fog together, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, 
so the, you know it's it's prom and you know there's this whole like kind of back uh, story going on about like the um you know jamie lee curtis is feeling sad because it would be um her sister's first her junior prom um and her brother's going to the prom too and uh and she's thinking about it because i guess it's also the anniversary of when she was killed that that comes up in this too so and and in the beginning um like right at the beginning before they get to the prom or any of that stuff you see um somebody's calling these these four people on the phone you know like on a like and say and saying things to them like um you know do you want to still play games or things like that to kind of scare them and i think they they don't i don't think they take it seriously none of them do um but it's the it's the killer you know that's coming to get them you know for for you know the 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 death of that girl they they know this person knows they did that you know so um i remember my parents went to see this at the movie theater i didn't see it till it come out on hbo but it was a huge financial success it only cost like 1.5 million to make it um at and but it by the time it ran you know in in theaters and like it was at the end of its you know run it had grossed like 15 million so that was pretty good for a horror movie back then so um i know that uh that eve plum that yeah, played jan much. from the brady bunch she actually auditioned for the role of kim hammond which was jamie lee curtis's role that she took over but they picked jamie lee because of her success with doing the movie halloween so that's how that came to be you know so and it was it, it took 24 days to to make this movie in toronto canada um, and it started, they, it started filming on August 13th and they completed filming on September 13th, 1980. And I'm going to tell you another thing that connects to that when I talk about my TV show, cause it's kind of odd that this about this, but, um, the, the, uh, the, I think they, they used, um, they used an actual, um, they, it was called the Don Mills Collegiate Institute was the main location of the uh, school that they used for it. And then that it's called the Lagstaff Jail um, was the one the the abandoned building they used at the beginning of the movie, so um, it just it just I I like it because it has this like whole disco like prom theme and it's got a really good soundtrack to it and I like the the prom night uh, theme song I like the prom when they sing prom night everything is all right you know it's like and they do a dance and it's just kind of it's kind of cheesy you know but it's still I, I love this movie. I don't know i just love it i can watch it and i can i've watched it a million times i mean i just put it on and watch it just to have it playing in the background when i'm doing something because i like listening to the music to it um and it's kind of like um you know the the girl wendy who's like the snotty girl that was she she was nick's uh she, she was nick's ex-girlfriend she, she's kind of plotting revenge on kim that's jamie lee curtis because she's mad that you know she got dumped for her you know so she has a it's kind of like carrie you know in right. parts of it yeah. you know because like i always like there's a guy in it and his name is lou and she and and her and wendy gets him to like he's gonna like um uh like do some some kind of stunt at the at the prom you know to uh to 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 yank uh uh the nick out of the way you know but um something else happens and something bad happens but um but he reminds me of uh john travolta's uh a role in carrie you know like where he does the pig's blood and all that stuff right. so but um yeah uh 
I, I just, I, and there's also like this scene where um, uh, Kim's younger brother, who's the twin to Robin gets in a fight with that Lou, you know, earlier, like, you know, on the same day at the prom and he gets expelled from school. And Leslie Nielsen is actually the, the school principal in this movie. So, um, and, and, and he's the dad, but um, he's, you know, so he's at the dance and stuff too as a chaperone. And so they have you kind of thinking of different people that it could, could be, but the end of this movie is like, I mean, kind of it, I didn't, I didn't realize who it was at first when, um, because, I don't know. I don't know if I how I should say what happens because if you haven't seen it, I mean, yeah, watch, let them it. watch it. Let them watch yeah. it. Yeah, but it's like even when you see who the killer is, took me a minute to figure it out, you know. And then it's actually kind of really sad, you know. So I don't know, um, you know, uh, what else I should tell you about it. But uh, Casey Stevens that played Nick, that he, that's the only role I ever saw him in, and he died. Um, in the mid eighties, uh, due to complications from AIDS, I always liked him in this movie. And it's like, I always wondered what had happened to him. And then when I found out, you know, that's, he died so young, it's like, that was a bummer, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and Anne Marie, Anne Marie Martin that played Wendy in real life, she was married to Michael Crichton who wrote Jurassic really? Park. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So there's some trivia. Let me, I got two questions about prom night. Okay. I, I remember written on vhs that uh hello mary lou prom night two yeah did I think, they tie into this in any no way? i think they made three prom night um sequels yeah. and none of them had anything the to do with any of it just that they had a prom theme to it but they had gotcha. nothing to do with any of the storylines or the other ones okay you know and, and uh, there's this really weird storyline, okay, that go, goes on in prom night that i always forget about it you know when when I'm watching it, but um, they ha they they throw this these uh, different people in there as suspects. Okay, there's like this creepy janitor that they throw in there, who's like lurking around and like they moon him and stuff, and and then he shows up later saying there's a killer, there's a killer or something, and and nobody believes him because they think he's drunk and stuff. So they th can't throw him in there, and then they throw in this possibility of this guy that you never see that had um, I think he they were looking at um, like like uh like somebody that would have uh, molested her or, or you know or, or like a child molester but and, and then he had gone to jail and then he had been in a car wreck and he was like disfigured they kind of like throw this other backstory in there which is actually kind of creepy which i always thought that if i why didn't they that was actually a cool story that they had going on the side um it's like why didn't they um they like they could have made they could have made a whole other movie just based on that other storyline that they had going that kind of just was there to throw you off track on who who it was you know but um um yeah because when you find out who it is it's it's not that guy <laughs> so so yeah yeah it's good it's really good um there, i mean it's there's a i mean there's a lot i could say about it but like then i'm like divulging too much information on on the whole movie but um i i, I love this movie it's just a really good movie and it and it and it really um it's not like totally gory there's a scene in it that gives me the creeps of um when the killer is chasing wendy around the um hallways of the school um because i was thinking about like when i was in high school and like sometimes like 
um, after school, like um, if you like, I had track practice after school, and sometimes I'd forget. Like I need, had a book, like in my locker that I needed, you know, and it would be getting dark, you know, and and I'd have to run up to my locker, and like there was nobody in the school, and it was getting dark. There was no lights on, and it was really creepy, you know, to be in the school at night like that. And so when I see people like running through the school and hiding in the school, it's just there's something creepy about that to me, you know, like there's nobody, you know, and it's, it, it's dark and, and yeah, she hides in the, um, the, um, the shop room, you know, in a car, you know, from them. And it's just a creepy scene, you know, can you remember any of it? Have you seen it? In yeah. A long time? I watched it, uh, this past. Oh, did, you, did you watch it when you did your 31 yeah. days or 30? Yeah. 30 days. Yeah. One days. Oh, you did. Had you yeah. not seen it in a long time? Yeah, it had been a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. Yeah, I love it. I don't know why. It's like when it's it was a creepy movie when it came out. There's like some movies like that that came out like back uh like around this time, like in the early 80s, like um Silent Scream and He Knows You're Alone and Prom Night was like one of those, you know. And it I mean it I mean it I remember when it came to the the movies. Um, and it was like right around the time of Halloween and stuff. I mean, like just a couple years later, you know, it's like those movies were and Friday 13th were like big, big at the movies and they were creepy, you know, and I just, I think the, because I was, I wasn't old enough to go see them in the movie theater. When I hear my mom talk about them, it made it even, you know, you envision this stuff in your head of what somebody's telling you the story is. And then you kind of like make up your own movie, <laughs> you know? So um, I was always scaring myself <laughs> you know, before I ever saw the movie. It's like, I thought I had seen it because my mom would tell me in detail about it, you know? Mm. So then I'd be afraid to, to go up and go to bed <laughs> for fear somebody was in my a closet or under my bed. So, yeah. But um, I, you know, I, you know, I, I like the whole prom theme and, um, our prom was in May, so I thought this was a good time of year to throw a prom night in the mix here. Sure. So, so just watch it. Now I'm going to have to watch it. I, I might watch it this weekend. I'm thinking, you know, this time of year is the time of year I always watch it. It's like a carry uh, prom night double feature thing, you know? Awesome. Yeah. 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 It's a good one. It would be a good one to watch um, outside on my projector in the summertime because it's, you know, that's it. It's kind of a spring, you know, movie like prom time a year so yeah yeah do you have a what was your other did you have another question did i cut you off what was your other question oh i was gonna one? yeah i was gonna ask if uh have they ever done a reboot reboot yeah, yeah they made it yes they did they they did um remake this i didn't and you know who was in it i'm um what's his name uh russell todd i think is in it that was in friday 13th part two i think he's the killer actually in the um remake of prom night i started watching it and i thought it was stupid so um any of the remakes that they do like when they they've remade the fog they've remade april fool's day and they've remade prom night but and they've remade halloween they remade friday the 13th you know it's like i just would rather i i i just would rather that they just replayed the originals like in the movie theater for people that never saw them in the movie theater so that they could go see them on the big screen for the for what we saw you know because well, I I, i'll tell you this nobody's ever remade metal storm yeah you could do it <laughs> make it make a sequel 
don't want to remake it. I mean, it's perfect oh. the way it is. Well, see, that's what I think about every, I think of that about all the movies that I love, you know, quit, come up with something original, quit, quit goofing around with the, with the, because once you change, once you, when you, even though you have the same premise of the movie, when you have a whole different cast and a whole different scenario of everything and you just change everything around, but you leave the storyline the same, it's, it's just, it's not the same. It's not what people love, you know? So, um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't care about watching the prom night, uh, remake. I don't care about the other ones either. Um, I don't know. Have you watched any of them? Like no. the fog and all that? Yeah. No, they've, re they've remade just about everything that, that they can remake, you know, really, you know, um, I, I don't, I can't believe they haven't like remade. Well, they remade Carrie twice. Hmm. So yeah. Like they remade it like maybe 10 years ago and then they remade it like within the last couple of years again. And it's like, why, you know? It's like um, what I see in the previews of it, it looks stupid. I have no, I've no, there's like nobody that's Carrie but, but Sissy Spacek to me. So like quit, quit goofing with it. But it's like lack of, lack of uh, I don't know, ideas, imagination, I guess come up with something new that's why I'm kind of like I saw that um you know Steven Spielberg you had put said that he was remaking West Side Story it's like you know you posted that on the the page well it's like you know Steven Spielberg made all the really good movies you know all, like Jaws and E.T. and Gremlins and the Goonies and you know um Indiana Jones all, all that stuff I mean Jurassic Park you know, bring, he had awesome ideas. Why, why remake a movie that was already done? You know, I don't get yeah. it. You know, don't, don't, he don't need to go down that road. So. No, he's wasting his time. Cause he's supposed to be making a DC movie of uh, the, the comic character, uh, Blackhawk, which was no. Civil war two. He's a, like a ace pilot. But uh, yeah, and you know, he's, making that, but he's, he's not that old, you know what I mean? Like, what he's like, maybe in his late 60s, maybe 70, maybe now, yeah, because he was making movies in his 30s, like when he was young. So, like, um, he still has a long, he could still make movies for 10, 15 years of like some of the, some of the stuff that he's done, make some original stuff, you know. We, we I agree, I think they need it. We need it. You know, there's no, nothing original. They just keep remaking, um, you know, superhero movies. That's it. You know, that's all it's out. You know, there's nothing, nothing good, you know. So I, I, you know, I don't know what the future holds, you know, for like big movies, big blockbuster movies. I mean, I know people are always saying like there's independent movies and, you know, pe people do those, but you know, that, that, that you want to go to the movie theater, like, like E.T. I, I mean, I remember going twice to the movie theater to see E.T., you know, and it's like, what movie do you want to go see over and over again? You know, it's now, I mean, I did, I, we did go see Batman, the, the, the Dark Knight Rises multiple times. And we saw the Avengers a couple of times, but um, the last one, but, but other movies, no. I would love to see like these movies, like prom night, like play it at the drive-in, you know? That'd be awesome. You know, play play it at a movie theater. You know, they should always like do um now that I mean, now that they're getting back into doing everything, like and but there's still lack of um movies, but we can go to movies again, they should be putting like the old stuff out, you know, like bring it back, even the older stuff. 
like I would love to see Psycho at the movies or you know the birds that'd be cool like bring those movies back so but that's all I had to say about prom night so all right yeah prom night everything is all right (laughs) it's in the the lyric in the song yeah and you said all right yeah so all right let's uh move on to uh whatever that tv show is that you okay i'm gonna talk about that super famous 1981 tv series that everybody remembers the phoenix long ago in a remote corner of the world ancient astronauts landed from a distant planet right we are talking about that the phoenix yes yes you know what i'm talking about no i don't but okay sadly uh it only lasted five episodes <laughs> okay and uh so one I less mean, that, than the last like, one you're talking about yeah it's like a series comes out and it lasts for a month and one week you know <laughs> well i don't even understand that because i thought they had to film like so many episodes when they get a like i always I always thought that they had like, you know, like when Joanna Cameron did the deadly uh, dust, like um, the ma- movie, like it was, a um, what do you call that? A pilot. pilot. Yeah. yeah. And like, I always thought they had to do a pilot and then they got like feelers for whether or not they wanted to take on more episodes, not make up a whole show with like, I mean, this last one that you talked about sounded like they had to come up with all these because it took place in another dimension of another universe and i'm not sure what this is going to take place in but they have to make up sets and stuff and they have to hire casts and um you, you know why would they not know you know if this was gonna be a good thing you know that would uh, last it was a good thing to you but i mean I, you know what I think it was, I think there was just too many, too, too many good shows and not enough um, channels. Now we have too many channels and no good shows. That's what I think. That's what I honestly think is the problem with that then and now. So go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Talk about it. Yeah. Sorry. Talking about the Phoenix and uh, the Phoenix was a human looking alien and uh, his name was Bennu, something like that. And he was awoken by archaeologists who uh, they find him inside of a pyramid and it awakens him. And uh, he's been there for like thousands of years. And um, he has powers like uh, 
I don't remember, uh, like levitation and <laughs> telekinesis and astral projection. And, you know, he, he's probably a good poker player and he can juggle. He had all these, uh, <laughs> he had all these, these special abilities. Okay. But anyway, all, all of his powers are controlled by this. Uh, he, he's not a human. He's an alien. It's all oh. controlled by this Phoenix medallion that he wears around his neck. Ah, Phoenix. It's an ISIS type of deal. Yeah, yeah, right. So he, okay. Uh, so this medallion is powered by the sun, and that, that's why he was asleep in the pyramid because the the sunlight wasn't powering him. Uh -huh. So uh, when they opened the pyramid up, the sunlight came in and it woke him up. Okay, so uh, anyway, uh, he had a a mate that was also on Earth. And now he's trying to find what happened to her because she wasn't uh, enclosing that pyramid with him. So he doesn't know if she's still out there. So anyway, he escapes. Th they capture him because he's still weak. And they bring him and the government's got him confined to a like prison cell. But, but he escapes. Okay, His powers come back. He, he gains strength and he escapes. So now he's on a quest to try to find, track down his, uh, his love. But, uh, you know, it's one of these shows like The Incredible Hulk or The Fugitive where the guy's going from town to town and he finds somebody he helps and then he has to run. But does he look like a person? Yeah, he looks like a human. And the guy oh, that he's played him, yeah, the guy that played him is uh, Judson Scott. You know him? No. He was on V. He was on The Colbys. He was in Wrath of Khan. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Blonde hair. He had long shoulder length blonde hair. I don't know if... No, but yeah. You know, anyway, uh, I'm sure I might just know him to see him. Though. Yeah. Well, well, uh, you know who Richard Lynch is right? That real creepy guy that's been the villain in all kind of shows and movies. Mm, Blonde hair. He's he's got that scar on his neck. Lynch. Um, I have to see a picture of him. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. uh, he's the guy chasing the phoenix. He's like a government agent that that had him uh, captured, and now that he's escaped. He's the one trying to track him down and capture him again. And um, sounds like Lucan. Yeah, it's like all those shows. And, you know, the Phoenix goes from a uh, town. Run, Joe, run. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like Hulk, all those shows. Oh, each, yeah. Each episode, he'll find somebody that's got a problem, help him out, and then, you know, get out of Dodge before the, the guy shows up that's tracking him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, five episodes, man, they didn't, they didn't give it a chance. Mm -mm. See, now why can't they reboot a show like that that only that only made it so long but really could have had a they could have really rolled with the idea of what you could have done with it you know what i mean yeah like they i just don't understand why they don't why i mean i i swear though the people that are like making movies and tv shows now are probably too young to remember this stuff and i mean if they're like um you know what i mean like and they don't even know these things are out there that they could be getting ideas you know and and go back like because that's what i think like there were so many good ideas like lucan you know it's like that was a cool show i should wish i should i'm gonna talk about that i don't think i've ever talked about it i might i might need to put that in an episode about. i'm talking about i didn't talk about the whole thing did i did i what you talking about Willis? maybe i did i don't oh. know maybe in the very first episode i think maybe i might have mentioned it but but uh yeah, I mean, it's like that—that that was a cool story, you know. It's a cool story, bro. You know, it's like you, you gotta go back and you know come up with the original things like that, and then just um, 
um, you know, go from there, like, like build on it, you know, but. Well, I thought the series was awesome. To me, it was solid gold, you know. You know oh, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> the solid gold phoenix. Yeah. That's like, um, what is that? The Maltese falcon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess that's my cue, you know, <laughs> that uh, moving on to my my show, the solid gold of the, um, the 80s. Solid gold. strange because when i was looking up uh like some info on prom night um then they said they finished filming it on september 13th 1980 and i said coming up i'd say something about that well when i, I was reading about like the, the solid gold when they started it they started filming it on september 13th 1980 so isn't that weird because i mean i just it's a strange coincidence i think all these weird things you know because i just ran randomly picked these shows you know so they didn't have anything to do with each other but solid gold started filming on the day that they completed filming for prom night and there's like a disco scene in prom night and like music and all that and so solid gold is all about it's the it, they did the countdown of the the um like the week's top whatever hits you know right. i think they were like i think they were maybe the top were they like the top 40 and then they just went really fast through them and there and then they sometimes they had a musical guest on there um, that played a song that was you know like in the top 10 that week and then um and then the like they went real fast like with the dancing like sometimes there was like little dances and then sometimes there was like bigger dances but um the solid gold dancers they 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 choreographed new dances to every songs the different songs every week you know oh yeah so it, it ran from it ran from 1980 to 1988 so it was on you know eight years and it was a little, on little bit longer than the phoenix um you know one or two episodes longer yeah it's like so it's on saturday night um and uh dion warwick was the dion phoenix i mean no i mean dion warwick was the first host of the first season and she had um the comedian marty cohen was on there and then this um dj robert morgan he was doing the announcing so i don't know if people know who these people are or not but um dion warwick left um the series to, to and become then, a psychic she come, yeah psychic network and then she come back okay she come back to the very last season i wonder if so. she knew she was gonna come back 
I think she she might have <laughs> she might have known that because <laughs> she came back. So, um, but then after she when she left, Andy Gibb and Marilyn McCoo they they came on and co-hosted, and then they had that puppeteer. Remember Waylon Flowers and Madam? Do you remember them? No. You don't remember them? Puppets on Soligo? Yeah. No, Waylon uh, Flowers was the comedian, and he had this puppet named Madam. It was like this real weird looking uh, puppet looked like something from like Mr. Rogers neighborhood, but it was like a girl girl as a puppet. You don't remember them? No. If I show you a picture, you I bet you remember them. I, I remember the puppets on, on the Barbara like Mandrea. Could have been them. I don't know. I don't know who those puppets were. Um, but this was they were like a really famous uh, co co comedian, like co comic act. He was. I don't know what happened to him, but I, I and I didn't actually realize that, I, that he was on the, the beginning of uh, um, this on Solid Gold. But they did have um, you know other comedians on there too. Yeah, I'll have to look I, remember, I remember Lamb Chop. That was Sherry Lewis, yeah, and Lamb Chop. And then there was like um, like the puppets on uh, Madam was creepy looking. I, I she remind, they remind me of like Punch and Judy, like you know those Who? puppets. Punch and Judy, the puppet. Don't you remember Punch and Judy? You don't remember those puppets? See, we're living in some different ends of the, you, you know, I'm in one side and you're in the other of the spectrum of the 80s. You know, it's split. We're the, we're the yin and the yang of the 80s, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. I don't know who's who, but um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but that's, I swear, because I can't believe you don't know the things that that I know because the things that I know are more like mainstream, you know, like what? The, uh, I'm saying thinking, the Phoenix yeah, is yeah. not as popular as Punch and Judy. I guarantee you. See, I, I guarantee you to you, to you guarantee you that somebody that is listening knows who Punch and Judy are. Facebook poll. Yeah. Who would rather see the Phoenix <laughs> than, than Punch, Punch and Judy? Judy. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. We'll see what we get. Okay. Anyway, um, when when um, when Andy Gibb left, then Rex Smith he replaced oh, yeah. him. Street Rex Smith. Street oh yeah, Street replaced like, him. Like and he then left after one season. And then there was a season where just Marilyn McCoo hosted by herself. And then she left in 1984. And then Rick Dees, Rick who did the Dees. Weekly, Disco weekly, Duck. Disco Duck did the weekly top 40 radio show. He was hired. And then Arsenio Hall joined the series during um, that same time. And he was um, the in-house comedian. And the, he was the in-house, he was the in-house comedian that, uh, that replaced Marty Cohen. So um, he's the guy so that played Blade. Arsenio Hall. Yeah. He played Blade vampire guy. No, that's Wesley Snipes. Oh, Arsenio Hall did the Arsenio Hall show. Was the talk? Oh, he's the one that would go. He's in um, coming to America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming to America. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm like, if you don't know who Arsenio Hall is, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. He's also in Coming to America that they're remaking right now with Eddie Murphy. No, that's Wesley Snipes. Right about the vampire guy. Yeah, Blade. That's that's Wesley Snipes, and Wesley Snipes is not Arsenio Hall. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I can. Uh, yeah. So um, anyway, at the at the midway point between 1984 and 85, uh, Rick Dees left left Solid Gold, and then they had like a series of guests that were on that they used until Dion Warwick came back from the Psychic Net Network and Psychic Friends Network and. 
and she returned towards the end of the 1984-85 season. And then she stayed through to the following season. And then she finally left in 1986. And then after that, and then actually, I think Marilyn McCrew, she came back. And then Arsenio Hall was promoted from his role as the comedian to the co-host. And then Jeff Altman replaced him. And then this, they added a, another co-host with Nina Blackwood, who was one of the original MTV VJs. And she was also worked as a correspondent for Entertainment Tonight at the time. And she joined the cast, which Nina's really cool. Uh, I'm Facebook friends with her. We, we've got a lot of the same viewpoints and um, you know, I like her a lot. I've talked to her on Facebook. Um, she was in a movie I, I really like called Vice Squad. I don't know if you would have heard of it, but that's a good movie. I just watched it like this past year. Come out on Blu-ray. Does that, does that have Wing Hauser? Wings yes. Hauser? Yeah, okay. Yes. About, yeah. yes, good movie. Pretty great. It has Season Hubley in it do you know who she is she was married to oh Kurt yeah Russell. that that was um uh, russell's Hubley's wife daughter. who miss hubley's daughter whose daughter miss hubley miss hubley she was whose daughter miss hubley's daughter <laughs> okay Wait, what was her yeah. name season what was her name season hubley yeah there you go it was Miss Hubley's daughter. Okay, yeah. right. Okay, she was uh, Kurt Russell's first wife too, but before Goldie Hawn, they have a child together. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on Solid Gold, um, Darcel Wynn, she was uh, the principal dancer for the first five years, and she was like uh, credited a lot of times just by her first name, uh, Darcel. I'm friends with her on Facebook too. Um, my dad was totally in love with her. Okay, uh, when she'd come on, he'd say, there's my girlfriend, like you do on every person that you come in contact with. Oh, oh stop <laughs> yeah. <man>. yeah. <laughs> she had this really beautiful long hair, like uh, Crystal Gale, like clear down to her faster butt, you know? And uh, she was like, she danced, she was an incredible dancer. And then um, there, there was a lot of other solid gold dancers over the years, and Lucinda Dickey was one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know who yeah. she is. And I she wanted was, to have coffee with her, but she yes, never showed I, up. <laughs> she never did. I have a, a picture of her sitting in a coffee house. I could send it to you. And she's like waiting for somebody. Uh, and, uh, it was me. I think it was you. Yeah. 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 Well, she was in all those breaking movies. And so was Cooley Jackson. He was um, in the breaking movies too. And he was a solid gold dancer. I like I like them both, but um, a lot of the singers who were on Solid Gold, I don't know if you knew that that, that they were lip syncing. Oh, really? Yeah, except for like, when the like, host, like Millie Vanilli. Yeah, but everybody was a Millie Vanilli. Hmm. Yeah, everybody on there was lip syncing. Feel so cheated. Yes, isn't that? And I know I did too. I'm like they weren't really singing for real. Okay, but um, they did the only time they sang is if they were doing like a duet with one of the like hosts because sometimes the hosts would do a duet with some of the performers and then those were done like live like they they sang them but but you know um let's see uh, maybe do you think twisted sister would have ever been on solid gold they were were they no, no. i bet they were they were on solid coke <laughs> yeah i think you're right yeah. were they okay no. Yeah, but uh, hey, I want to tell you something about Solid Gold. Yeah. You know what a Commodore 64 is? A Commodore? It's a computer? Yes. Okay. Back, back when uh, Solid Gold was on, I was in this club. It was for Commodore 64 users. And we would meet like uh, 
every other week or something. And one of one of the guys that was over it, he was like a lot older. He he was probably uh I don't know, he's probably late fifties, early sixties back back then. But uh he was like a computer guru and any program you wanted, he had bootleg copies of, okay? You, you just come tell him you uh what you want and uh you come by and pick it up. But uh what I want to tell you about him is uh I called up on a Saturday. I was gonna go by or what 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 day did Solly go come on? Saturday. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I called him up on a Saturday and um his wife answered. I said, yeah, I'm going to come by and pick up those discs. He said, okay, but don't, don't come between the times of this and that. She said, cause uh, he's got to see his solid gold dancers every week or he dies, you know? Yeah. He was all about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the story. Yeah. Oh, well, I had a, I had a boyfriend like in the seventh grade that um, I couldn't call him when little house on the prairie was on, which oh, I'm going to yeah. talk about on, on what I'm not coming up. So I'm going to talk about little house on the prairie, but I could not talk to him on the phone when little house in the prairie was on and i thought really (laughs) okay (laughs) you know was it really a guy uh show maybe i guess i don't know but i guess it it maybe appealed to to a wide variety of people um you know when you're in seventh grade (laughs) but well you you just didn't call me i I couldn't say don't call me when my advice is on don't call me you know yeah because everything was on phoenix is on don't call me don't call me don't call me when alf is on don't call me you know miami vice magna pi Remington. yeah just don't call me yeah just don't call me that's why i have an answering machine yeah yeah Yeah, you know back in the the days when like we well i still have an answering machine you know but when we had an answering machine in the 80s my brother used to change the um the uh the the message on it every week and it was like hysterical like he would say he was that we were out driving in our ferrari and we couldn't come to the phone or we were sitting in our hot tub you know or we were doing like all these things like we were he and he made them up every week and there was like this whole like long thing and like people would call our house just to see what critter put on the answering machine for the week because it was always something weird crazy like like i remember buying a cassette it was rich little and it probably had 10 different messages for your answer machine. Oh, yeah. And one of them, he's doing that famous uh, Humphrey Bogart line from Casablanca where he's, you know, he's talking about uh, the the gin joint, you know, of, of all the gin joints in all the world. Why would you yeah. have to walk into mine, whatever? Okay. Well, my grandpa called my house and heard that. Of all the answering machines and all the gin joints and all the towns and all the world, you had to call in on this one. Well, leave a message, because if you don't, you'll regret it. Or maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. Oh, here's listening for you, kid. And he gets the idea that there's a burglar in my house saying that on the phone to him. So he gets in his truck and drives all the way into my house to check it out. For real? Yeah, for real. You know, <laughs> that reminds me of when, see, I don't know, like people used to actually have more of a sense of humor, I think, back, back, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, because, you oh, know, yeah. people weren't on the internet, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I remember my Aunt Judy used to do like these things to my mom. Like, I remember, like, one time she, she had the exact same 
vacuum cleaner that my mom had and hers broke. So she come over and when, when nobody was home and switched vacuum cleaners because she knew my dad could fix it. And so my mom could never understand how her vacuum cleaner got broke until like years later. And then my aunt Judy like fessed up that she had switched them and then my dad had fixed it because she, I thought, why didn't she just ask my dad to fix hers? But she, she just used to do these things. And then one time they went fishing and I don't know, we come home and she had left a fish in our, in our sink. You know, like, uh, like as a joke. And then even like later on, like she went up to my mom's one time and she took my mom's pillows off her bed and she stuck them in the, um, in the closet. And my mom went to go to bed and saw, and she saw her pillows were missing off her bed. And she thought there was somebody hiding in her closet going to smother her. So she, she grabbed the telephone and ran out and was standing in her yard with her cordless telephone. And she, and instead of calling 911, she calls my aunt Judy, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what made her think to call her, but she says, I think there's somebody in, in the, in the closet. And my aunt Judy was just like laughing her head off. You know, she just thought it was hysterical because she used to do, you would think that they would have, you know, wised up to it. You know, they used to do that stuff to each other when they were kids, they used to stick stuff under each other's pillows, you know, and like, um, like a sausage, like one of them put a sausage link under there and then they thought that the cat had thrown up and, 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 they, and then one of them slept on the floor the whole night because they didn't know what it was. And it was like, they would do these like things to each other and like torment each other. But I mean, people just don't do that kind of fun stuff any, anymore. I know some guys that had a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> they were twisted. <laughs> they were so fun. Yeah. Right. I yeah. want to talk about that uh, twisted metal, heavy metal band <laughs> from uh, from Jawsy. Jawsy. That's where they're from. Jawsy. Yeah, they were from New Jersey, and then they migrated over to New York. But uh, they started in the early seventies. They migrated, okay. and they were headed up by frontman D. Schneider. Yes. Not like John Schneider. This was Snyder. Snyder. Isn't there like some chips or pretzels or something called Snyder? Yeah, we have them up yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Well, that wasn't him. But they were spelled S N Y D E R, not S N I D E R. I don't know how he spells his. I just know. But we not. actually, I my brother's best friend was his name was Chris Snyder, and it was almost spelled like that. And we called him um, Snide. There you go. His last name was spelled Snyder, like S N I D E R, like D Schneider. Only it was Chris Snyder, and we called him Snide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they called him D. <laughs> well, speaking of D okay d and the boys that they have some pretty good uh good music and uh yeah. a lot of a lot of their videos and stuff was pretty funny you know they they had those outlandish uh costumes and makeup and yeah their makeup was hair. bad their makeup yeah. was bad i mean his makeup was scary i think they were you know? more for humor though you know just just outlandish parodying uh, parodying yeah yeah because uh, one of their one of their songs uh they sure weren't glam leader of the pack Leader of the Pack. Doing a cover of that old fifties uh, song, Leader of the Pack. Oh yeah, I didn't know they did a cover of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, the video is hilarious. Uh -huh. By the way, where's the meter? I met her at the camp. 
But well, you know what I, I I remember them from was um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh yeah. And they sing "Burn in Hell." Uh huh. Did you ever see that clip in that yep. movie? Okay, I like that. I like that song. Yeah. But uh, my favorite song, of course, is probably everybody's from there. Is "We're Not Gonna Take It." Mm hmm. After that, uh, I want to rock. I used to sing that all the time. I still um, do. It's fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I say it's funny. I remember oh, Ross getting funny. to that those songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I remember come out and play. No, I don't know that one. What? Yeah, no, I don't know that. It would say their their name at the beginning, like Twisted Sister. remember that yeah. i mean yeah oh yeah 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 i got to meet uh d snyder one time and take Did a picture you? with him and stuff yeah get an autograph mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah he, he does he still has long hair long blonde yeah. hair and pulls it slicks it back in a ponytail yeah right mm -hmm. yeah so i mean a lot of these guys like they ditch their hair as they age but he's still not d no nope nope yeah I, don't, I yeah yeah so did you have anything else to say because I, I i have a hair band too coming up well go ahead let's talk about your hair band okay um my band is winger you know who they are kip winger i should sure winger yes okay yep. they're an american metal band that they combine glam metal and progressive metal so they're like a combo platter 
Okay, they were formed okay. in New York City. So I guess maybe they, <laughs> maybe when Twisted Sister was migrating there, they bumped into each other, you know, but yeah. um, oh, they, sorry. They, sorry, Kip. <laughs> I didn't mean okay. to bump oh. into you there. Well, yeah. So uh, they. your peanut they, butter and my chocolate. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, they were, they gained popularity in the late 80s, early 90s, and they had two platinum albums, which was Winger, and in, um, in it, and the other one was In the Heart of the Young, um, and they had, uh, the, their big, one of their singles was 17. Right, I remember that one. for a heartbreak is the song yep. that I loved. I love that song. for an American Music Award for Best New Heavy Metal Band. Um, and then, you know, as things changed in the mid nineties, cause due to grunge, they kind of just faded out, you know, um, with their a third release, which was called Pool, which to me, I think grunge killed all the hair bands. You know, it went from, you know, one extreme to the other where guys had long hair and they permed it and they curled it and they teased it and they used like 10 yeah. cans of hairspray to bands that didn't even wash their hair, you know? So how do you go from one to the other? One was so extreme is where you, um, you know, you're styling your hair, you're a guy, you know what I mean? And like you have wearing more makeup and more uh, doing more to your hair than girls do to where like the grunge people were grungy, you know? And it's like, I prefer the, the hair band people, you know, I prefer that. But. Speaking of hair and that, 
you remember how Johnny Carson would uh do that Carmack the magician he yeah. hold the envelope up yeah, to yeah. his head yeah how would he, he would say the answer and then he'd open the envelope and it'd yeah. be the question yeah well i remember he said uh he held the envelope up to his head he says alf and then he opened it up and he said the the only nbc star to have more hair than michael landon oh yeah you remember funny. that right then yeah okay yeah I, michael landon had really good hair you know for being on a prairie you know yep yeah um not sure if that was the hairdo back then or you know i don't think so but um kip winger had awesome hair he had beautiful hair i mean girls would kill for his hair you know he was pretty cute i, I liked him now i um he he um the first time i ever saw him was in i think it was the headed for the heartbreak and that's one of my favorite songs but he also does a, a song or they do called easy come easy go I love that song. I don't know if you know that song, but I love that video and I love that song. That's my favorite one. So I don't know if you know that um, Kip Winger um, dated Rachel Hunter. Really? Supermodel Rachel Hunter yeah. who like dumped him. Um, and then right after she dumped him, she married uh, Rod Stewart. Wow. You know that? Yeah. I bet you didn't know that Kip Winger is Deborah Winger's little brother. I, I did not know that. I think you made that up. I did. <laughs> okay. Psych. Yeah. Well, well, well in the yeah. in the Buku world universe. <laughs> in the, yeah, they're brother that, and sister. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right, they're brother and sister. That's some twisted sister right there. there. Sister. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, she was married. He was married to a. Um, I don't know. You wouldn't know who she. Her name was Beatrice Richter. Um, oh yeah. You know her? Beatrice. Well, yeah, well, she, she died. Did you know that? No. She was killed in an automobile accident. Yeah, it is sad. And then he married another girl that nobody, I don't know her either, but he married her and then they got divorced. She got divorced in uh, 2019. So um, he's single again, as, as far as I know. But you know, um, yeah. I never, I never had one of their albums, but um, I remember having a single. And I think it was uh, 17. Headed for a heartbreak. No, no. See, I always get the song Headed for a Heartbreak and Bringing on the Heartache by Def Leppard. Those songs, like I kind of get the um, titles confused on them. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody was heartbreaking, you know? Yeah. Yep. Apparently, Kip Winger had quite a bit of heartbreak. Yeah. So he got dumped and then his, and then his, new, his wife died. I mean, that's that's pretty sad. Maybe actually sister deborah forgot his birthday at one time. <laughs> right she was off um being the uh, voice of uh you know she was the voice of um et deborah winger <laughs> yeah she was I did you know that. you didn't know that uh, I, I i swear i swear to god like 100 percent. she Is was the voice. In bizarro world i did it's in the buku bizarro yeah world no that is absolutely 100 percent true that deborah winger is the voice of et <laughs> you didn't know that i don't believe that look that up right now i'm telling you you did not know that did you know who the voice of gizmo was in in gremlins kip winger no yeah <laughs> it was a brother. family business yes yes do you know do you know who it is the voice of who gizmo gizmo he... in in gremlins do you know who the voice of the that who did the voice of that he talked yeah he said billy billy yeah, <laughs> so they, they pay somebody to say that they can. Yeah, they, can do yeah, they paid somebody big to say that. Martin Landau. No, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. You didn't know that? 
No wonder you don't know trivia. <laughs> you don't know Jack. And that's what's in the box. <laughs> you don't know. Did you know that there was a there was a, a, a game called You Don't Know Jack? Did you know that? Nope. Uh-huh. It's true. I used to play it. It was like some oh. some kind of computer game. Yeah. Trivia game. See. You don't know Jack. Mm-hmm. People ask, is Deborah Winger the voice of ET? Let me click and see here. You don't believe me. Although it is rumored that actress Deborah Winger did the voice of E.T., this is completely false. No. It was done by Kip Winger. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It says yeah. the voice has been described as five pounds of walnuts being cracked <laughs> underwater. That's what people know. <laughs> Sleepy, sandpapered voice rasping E.T. to an indigent squeak. That was E.T.? 15 things you may not know about Deborah Winger. That she did the voice of E.T. Number one, (laughs) the voice of E.T. Her voice has been described. Oh, I just read all that. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It said it was the voice of E.T. in a rough cut of E.T., Though what you heard in the final film was mainly Pat Welsh, an elderly chain smoker. <laughs> no, I'm not making this up. Okay. Yeah, so she did like a little, like on the spot, like to be redubbed later. Okay. Well, that's she was kind of like the stunt voice. <laughs> stunt double. Okay. She was the stunt voice of ET. She's the voice double for. And ET. then old heavy smoker Pat Welch <laughs> came in and uh, finished it off. Okay. Yeah. The things you find out. Yeah, well, Pat yeah. Welch. He does his own stunts now. <laughs> yeah, he does his own voice work. Okay. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So so you were half right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Okay. She's in there somewhere. So, Where? In the box? Yeah, in the box. She's in that box. What, yeah, what's what in box? box? The box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah. I'll take the box! The box! You took the box! Let's see what's in the box! All right, if, if listeners that didn't listen to the last couple of episodes, mm-hmm. um, if they don't know what we're talking about, my mom gave me this box out of her <laughs> attic. He told me to take it home. And it's been up there since the, the late 80s. So everything in it is probably from the 80s. And out of your I, attic, it was in your attic. Out of her attic, yeah. Her attic, okay. And um, so instead of going through it, I waited and did it live on while we were recording the podcast. So uh, I dug a few items out each of the last okay. couple of episodes. So I'm going to do it again. Okay. Are you getting to the bottom of the box? No. Nah, how, how big is this box? Is it like a refrigerator box? It's like a U-Haul. <laughs> is it? Okay. Like a medium-sized U-Haul box. A person box. fit in there? Okay, yeah. Alf, uh, maybe. U-Haul box? Okay. Gizmo like, and is Alf. It and is, it, is it bigger than a bread box and smaller than a refrigerator box? Yes. Okay. Did you find any Wonder Bread? No. Okay. Well, I wonder what you found. I wonder right. what you will find. All a right. Wonder Box. Let me randomly dig into this box. Hang on just a second. Let me get it open. Uh oh. I'm stirring up my dog again. He hears the box. <laughs> All right. That's kind of funny. Okay, I'm gonna reach you there. And... <laughs> oh, something cloth. 
All right. Let's okay. see. Okay. Let's see what I got here. Oh, he wants I it. I get goosebumps. Uh, my dog is looking at this. Oh, wow. This brings <laughs> yeah. back some memories. Uh-huh. Got dirt and it's not, not in great shape, but uh, I remember having a lot of fun with this. Okay. This is a red ski mask. And it's printed to look like Spider-Man's mask. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches seeds just like guys. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Uh-huh. And it's got the eyes are a lot of, at a slant like Spider-Man's. But it, it has the webbing and the, the eyes are outlined in black. But I remember getting this for Christmas one year when I was a kid. And I remember uh, going on a skiing trip to uh, snow skiing to Arizona. And I wore this while I was skiing. Okay. Do you have a picture? A lot of fun. No, no. But okay. I would also uh, wear it around, you know, just for fun because I was Spider-Man. Okay. But, uh, yeah, this is awesome. I'm going to have to take a picture of it and put it on the uh, Web can page. you put it on your head and take a picture? Yeah, I, do, well, I don't know, man. Take it on your dog and he's like wanting it. Picture. Yeah, he's wanting it. it. I don't think I can put it on him. That's it. You can't get it on him. He'll yeah. may need it. Okay. But I'll take a picture. It's not in that greatest shape. It's kind it of would fading be funny if stuff. you could get it on your dog. Yeah. He'd wear it. Yeah. All right. Let me grab something else out of it. <laughs> okay. Something plastic here is heavy. Oh, this is cool. Remember we were talking about laser tag a while back? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a laser tag walkie-talkie. Wow. Only one? Uh, unless there's another one in there. Well, who are you supposed to talk to? I'm supposed I mean, to talk to Deborah Winger and yeah, Kip. Right. <laughs> and then one stole it. And they said, E-T phone, e phone home. This is actually in pretty good pretty good shape. There's nothing broken on it. Did you hear phone home? Yeah. Huh? You know what though? It's still got a battery. I bet it's all corroded. There's oh. still a battery in there, nine volt. But this is in good shape. It is awesome looking. It's uh black with red accents and uh it's got a belt clip and it's got two buttons on the side, and I'm gonna press them and let's see if I don't know if you can hear anything. You didn't hear it pop up. Boom. Yeah. It pops open like a uh, like on Star Trek those communicators. Yeah, it's got a flap. It pops open and it's got the antenna, and then it's I got like a new garbage can. It's got a talk uh, thing. So, yeah, My garbage I'm, can is like I got a touchless garbage can. And I think it's like the coolest thing on the planet. It's like has batteries in it, and you yeah. just go up to it. and It has a sensor on it, and the lid opens up, and you just oh, throw yeah. your stuff in there. My, my friend's go, got one, and he, he gets mad because his dog keeps he knows how to open it. Oh, and it keeps open. Well, I could see where if somebody it could startle you because like um, if you walk by it, but and I'm like I said to my son, I, you know, I'm like, you know, it opened up and I put my garbage in there. I said thank you, you know, to the and, and, and I said to Jordan, I said it said you're welcome. I was actually telling that to my mom too, and she said really did it really say you're welcome? I said yeah. Cool. <laughs> they believe me, you know. Yeah, it did not say you're welcome, but it could have been. I, I I think I could have a whole conversation with the garbage can if I, I wanted to. Yeah. But this is a very cool laser tag walkie-talkie, and I'll put a cool. picture up. Okay, one more item. Let's go for it. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, something loose weight. Oh, what is that? It's mushy. Oh, oh, <laughs> we talked about this before. <laughs> this is a nose that goes to Hugo, the man of no. a thousand faces. Yes. Hugo's it's all nose? It's dirty. It's got like some red ink or blood or something on it. Is Hugo in there? No, just his nose. Just Who knows nose. where Hugo is? Right? Hugo's, yeah. But you know where Hugo is? <laughs> I do not know. You don't know where, you don't do know where, where Hugo is. But you know where, where his nose is. I know yeah. where his nose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Still got the adhesive tape inside it i remember wearing remember i told you i could wear these and yeah i pretend i was a spy i thought you ran out of sticky tape but uh no yeah this this tape in here is like it might might be painful you have a little more facial hair than you did when you were not on my nose oh okay (laughs) well if it fell off your nose it's like like alf yeah ouch bigfoot Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah this is cool man this brings yeah. back brings back some memories not yeah. only did i have fun playing with hugo with his disguises i'd put them on and pretend i was a spy oh this nose i remember thinking when i when i would wear it i remember yeah. thinking I, I looked like carl malden it kind of like his nose oh it wasn't like a red circus uh, circus clown nose no that's what i was picturing no didn't have not nose it was nose it wasn't everything looked authentic <laughs> on hugo Oh, but he was t- way tiny compared to like a regular. He wasn't the size. He didn't have the same size head as a regular person did. No, but this gigantic nose. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess the people that were playing with it were smaller than what we are now. Oh, this would fit me now. It's, it's, oh, it's, it? it's a huge honking nose. Oh, like I'm thinking like Mr. Potato Head nose. Okay. Maybe I can put mm-hmm. that on my dog and take a picture. <laughs> Go ahead and tape it to his nose. And then he'll eat it yeah, and then that, that, yeah <laughs> yeah he'll well, open up i'll definitely mouth, uh eat it. take yeah. pictures of these three items and i don't want to wear this out you know with the box thing so we'll do one more episode with it and, and then mm-hmm. that'll be it okay hopefully well, i think, I think it's a cool that's cool i think it's a cool idea because yeah. you you have to every everything you've picked out of there is really cool connection you know to the 80s and there everything's different and it's cool to see what, and I picture this stuff to be like totally covered in mold. And when you pick, when you took a picture of it, I'm like, that was in pretty decent shape, you know? So yeah. yeah. Now you got to figure out what you're going to do with it. Now that you've got it out of the box. I need to get me like a, a, a curio cabinet or something. And you need to get one of those shadow boxes stuff. that they like put like little kids, like, um, put little like, kids in a shadow box. Yeah, no. They put uh, like their little baby stuff, and they make like a whole. You put collage. babies in a shadow box. A collage of um, your collection there. Uh, a collectible, like um, like a. You know, they have that at the the Hobby Lobby. Yeah, they. I'm sure they do actually. So lobby over there and have a, get your hobbies in a box lobby for your hobby you take take your take them out of that box and put them in a different box yeah. <laughs> that you can see see yeah, at least yeah yeah there's glass you know that you can look at your stuff you know yeah you display it yeah you can make like a a collage and like put it on the wall you know that's a good cool. idea yeah. yeah yeah go do that make a little little name tapes under each item that tells what it is yeah and why not like yeah, yeah. And, and then, yeah, then we'll auction that. it off yeah okay why would you part with it? I can't even believe it. Okay, I won't that. part with it. Okay. Well, I mean, I've got two walkie-talkies. 
Oh, with one. Did you find one the, the Did you find the other walkie-talkie? No, I hadn't. I'm not digging anymore until next. Oh, episode. okay. Well, then, what if you get another walkie-talkie? That's boring. You need a, If they work, there. I'll send you okay. one. <laughs> I wonder what the uh, range like what is. What we're doing? What do you think we're doing now? Is yeah. it thousands of miles? Walkie-talkie, yeah. Do you used to do that? Yeah. Do you ever do that with the cans? With the, yeah, with the string. string. Yeah. Yeah. You you actually made walkie-talkies like that? Oh yeah, cans yeah. and solo cups and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that, that's all fun stuff. Yep. Nobody does it anymore. Nobody does nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is cool. I, it's it's really cool. I think it, it will bring back memories for for people. So I'm not bored with it. I think it's I'm, I I kind of get goosebumps. Like I said, I get goosebumps at the beginning when you're going to open the box. I'm like, what's he going to pull out? What's he going to get? You know? Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> Well, the good thing I hadn't been bitten by a spider or a rat or a snake yet. So, mm-hmm. do you have a deadly? Uh, it's it's kind of like on that Flash Gordon scene where he's reaching that stump. And, and the wood beast. <laughs> yeah, waiting for that wood beast to bite me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ah, yeah. So far, so good. So, okay. are, are we going to give something away? Oh yeah, um, we got we um this is just our regular show, so we're just going to give a um um uh, one of our t-shirts but i want people to know that they would they come in pink and blue so um you know you can pick whatever color you want no give away a shirt give me the code word i did oh the code word is twisted sister <laughs> okay so okay, we're giving okay. away a season two t-shirt brand new one mm-hmm. well they're all brand new no it's one brand- <laughs> yeah i didn't like one anymore <laughs> no, i mean by brand new it's for season two so it's a new design Season two, new design yes yeah. Well, we want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, it's a pleasure doing this show, and um, we're, we're glad we have an audience. So yeah. thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, spread the word. Get your, uh, get your grandma listening, your grandpa, and your, you know, your, your grandbabies, yeah. if, if they can listen to stuff yet. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, put headphones on them, sit them in the corner. Ah, nobody puts baby in the corner. But okay. anyway, uh, just spread it. Let, let this uh, show grow. And we want to hear from you if there's a certain movie or TV show or band or, or anything that you want to hear us talk about, uh, just, just send us a private message. Tell us what it is, and we'll work it into one of our shows. Yeah, and, and please. They, they don't want to hear us talk about it. They could just give us Yeah, we, we, we could pantomime it. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to hear us talk about it, we'll yeah. pantomime it on the, yeah. on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, uh, give us some feedback we're not hearing enough from, from the fans and uh, our listeners out there, but we want to hear stuff like uh, that you remember from stuff that we're saying, it might spark a memory and you're like, Oh, they didn't talk about this. Well, well tell us what kind of stuff it's making you think about. Yeah. Some of the stuff you watched as a kid or you collected, or, you know, did you have a Hugo nose that you wore, mm-hmm. wore around acting like a spy acting crazy? Mm-hmm. Like you came from the Buku zone, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're, we're very uh, thrilled that you listen and we'll have another episode next week for you next, next Wednesday. As we sign off for this episode, I want to leave you with this final thought. Hi, everybody. This is Rich Little. I'm sure you will enjoy using phonies on your answering machine as much as I've enjoyed doing them for you. The voices on this tape have been specially prepared to get you more messages. And now here's how to use them to best advantage. I, I thank you, Rich. Uh, using any standard cassette player, 
listen to the phonies' voices, and then choose one. Ah, three seconds before each voice, there's a cueing chime. Now this indicates that you are three seconds before the phonies' voice starts. Now in a quiet place, record your phonies' voice from the cassette player's speaker into the answering machine's microphone. Now you can personalize your tapes in several ways either by inserting your voice before or after the phony's voice. Now, this way, your friends will know that they have reached you and not a wrong number. My fellow Americans, you can experiment with the distance between your answering machine's microphone and your cassette player's speaker for best results. Approximately three to four-inch separation with a medium volume setting is recommended. Just remember, Phonies will work on all types of answering machines, single cassette or loop, regardless of the make and age of the machine. Toupees are not recommended. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Rich Little's Phonies. Well, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> 